take a look at episode 115. It was in a book. A bleeding pain blow awaits us at the center of this crazy ritual. Let's get into it this week on Hapless Heroes. Dear God, what have I done? Welcome to the Hapless Heroes Podcast. My name is Dave, and I will be your host and Dungeon Master for this evening. Let's start our evening, as we do every other evening, by introducing our cast. This evening, for shits and or grins, I'm going to start from my right, introducing Phil as Hedrick the Entertainer. Am I still bleeding? Oh, that's a good title. To his right, we have Mike as Murph Eastlaw. Just absorbing all this chill. (laughs) (laughs) Did you have none to begin with? <laughs> oh, I've always had chill. He's a cool guy. I'm, I'm pretty cool. Oh, shit. Broke oh, friend. And tonight it's ice puns. <laughs> chill but, to the bone. <laughs> that was perfect. Tonight and to his right, we have Francesco as Felix Fizzlebottom. Let's disrupt a ritual. To his right, we have John as Lord Jarrell the Light. Pregnant, are you okay? Did it hurt you? And to his right, we do have Zach as Pregnart. I'm hurt. I feel okay, though. So, cutting back in from where we left off, the party has just successfully vanquished six bonework skeletons. That was hard. Using all Mm -hmm. kinds of different things at once and generally making their day really, really shit. Yeah, city hall, more like shitty hall. But I read in the book that we know how to disrupt this ritual now. Can I take a look? You know what? Sure, Pragnart. Uh, just don't touch the pages. Okay. I'll turn them for you. Just tell me when you want me to turn the page. I'm going to spend about 10 <laughs> minutes or so giving Pregnart my, like, the abridged version. I, I mean, okay, I don't know this, but I'm hoping just, like, by explaining this to him and taking the time that his internal monologue, at least, you know, <laughs> understands. Pregnart. <laughs> Pregnart. Divine what you can from this information. <laughs> oh. Wait, what do we got there? Uh, well, yeah, like, what am I using? I was gonna say, don't even roll until he asks you to. <laughs> right. Because if he's just accept any gifts you're given here. Right. <laughs> anyway, you know what I'm saying? So I, mean, as, as I, mean, I just have this image in my head if this ever becomes a show of Kelsey Grammer doing that voice or something. Yeah, right. Gravitasy like that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't even roll. I don't even know what I would be rolling for. Um. Nothing right now. Yeah. Okay. So as Pregnart walks over to Felix <laughs> to have Felix read him a book, pretty much. Um, For 10 minutes. Jarrell is going to look at the outside, like, um, spacesuit okay. that Pregnart is wearing. Are there any cuts in it? Yes, there are. Ooh. Can I see through the cuts? Um, you can see to where he has been cut and is, you know, slightly bleeding. So while they're doing the whole 10 minute reading the book thing, Jarrell is going Uh, to detect disease through a ritual 
inside the little inside the thing. Pregnart hole. Inside one of my pregnart <laughs> holes? Yeah. <laughs> Should I spread my pregnant hole so you can get in there more easily? <laughs> That's good luck. <laughs> I can't spare Perfect. you. That's not allowed. Perfect. We've got to. <laughs> so, uh, what do I see? Just with? this one time. <laughs> <laughs> What does yes. what does Jarrell see in pregnant hole? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he takes a he takes a peek in one of my little pregnant holes. The world wants to know, Dave. Is it diseased? Unfortunately, <laughs> I, and, and unfortunately, I have to say yes. It is. Mm-hmm. It is diseased in pregnant hole. Ah, <laughs> oh, pregnant has a diseased little hole. Wait, is it just one or is it all of them? <laughs> Yes. Okay. <laughs> oh, he's diseasing all of his holes. And, and the same for Murph and Hedrick. Yes, this is also true. Um, everybody's Hedrick's little holes hole. are diseased. Not, notwithstanding <laughs> holes. Not, not, not Felix. No holes on Felix. No. Jarrell, no holes on Felix. Jarrell is going to turn to Felix. Felix, it appears that we're the only non-diseased ones in this group currently. Yeah, I feel like after this fight, like my suit is a little discombobulated, so I'm gonna kind of push the head piece of it back down so I can see him more clearly. I feel like you know. Jarrell's gonna like there. help you t- <laughs> help you tighten it to make sure it's all on right. Yeah, thank you. And I'm gonna look at him and be like, um, we need to like we need to be moving, like we need to be moving. I I I I, I wish we could like take more time. I'm not sure if we can. I, I think we just dis- we. Determined. I don't know that we can either. But like I feel like we need to like how. I mean, no, Jar- no Jar- longer than 30 minutes to, like, collect ourselves. Did they ever tell us how long it took before stuff starts falling off? We It was really undetermined, but it was within 24 hours. Yeah, okay. Things are falling off, I believe, around 12 to 18 hours. Okay. But then you have some symptoms of the disease, maybe some pain or something. like. I like the whole, we, we're not yeah. 100% sure on the... You may well be taking... Adverse effects well before limbs start falling yeah, off. There's a sliding hours. scale. It's not just like, oh shit, holy my shit, arm I'm suddenly collapsing. <laughs> yeah, but like, so I, I don't know if we should take a short rest or not. We could probably use it. We're we, all hurt. At least, at least, just to recoup ourselves, whatever we can, in like 30 minutes, and then we head straight to the center of this thing and we stop it. Did, did Pregnard get anything out of me, re, like kind of giving him the skinny from the book at all, by any chance? Um, Just what are you trying to convey from the book? Um, Since you're actively reading it to him, what what ideas are you trying to get to him? Well, I want him to understand the, I guess, the type of magic and, like, what, um, what if, if anything, it, and I'm kind of refreshing myself, if anything, too, yeah. right? Uh, what, if anything, would be most effective against disrupting it? Like, aside from, like, just, like, I don't know, like killing the person who's enchanting it, is there a way to disrupt it prior to the person being dead? So I'm going to assume that Pregnart uh, and his internal monologue are actually <laughs> pretty good on the uptake, but I want to put this on your ability yes. to explain it as an arcana check. Okay. Yeah, uh, 23. Yeah, 23 is going to do the job. <laughs> so yeah, you are able to convey these ideas to him, and he, he's able to take it up. So whatever you need to let him know about, 
Well, do and so do I know anything that might be like? Would I be able to say if there's like? Do I know like there's like is there a single person who's sort of like powering most of this ritual? Yeah, there's one person who's going to be key to it, and one person could power this ritual on their own if they're sufficiently powerful. Okay, so even like even if so, there would be aside from rendering them unconscious, there would be no other way to stop the at least the the effects from being present prior to their, you know, loss of consciousness. You're not entirely sure okay. whether you could break it with just concentration or you'd have to defeat them. Okay. That, I, I wasn't, I, I was kind of trying to feel, you know, feel that out to see if there's any way I could deduce that from like how much power I, you know, I think would be needed to have the spell going. It depends on how much juice the person running the ritual is. Okay. Well, we did at least maybe hopefully kill some of the juice of this thing since we disabled what? Oh, wait, if we uh, defeated the enemies here, shouldn't well we go turn thing. off that one? Yeah, why don't we do that? We are here. We might as well do it. Let's dip in that cauldron. So I really li- we had this brilliant idea the last time we did this where we poured a little bit of the soup in. Yeah, yeah we turned the cauldron <laughs> into homeopathic soup. And then he cured, what is it? He purified food and drink. In the ritual again. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I do, it's not sufficiently described anywhere that it has to be a certain percentage of food. So we can deduce <laughs> that any food should do this job. Yes. It's technical food. Yeah. I like it a lot. It's just a food with a high concentration uh, of whatever the toxicity. green sludge is. Yeah. Right, yeah. yeah. Cauldron food. Let's do it. It's just right. inappropriately <clears throat> seasoned. It doesn't make it stop being food. Yeah. Right. It's a little heavy on evil sludge. I'd like to do that and then maybe... Can we agree to at least like just get take a half hour like as a I mean short rest? We would already be here for an hour by the time we're done doing everything. I feel like that still gives us enough time. Okay. Okay, I, so I, you're going I, Jarrell to Jarrell agrees. Yes, yeah. that's fine. Simultaneously disable this. Now this is the, this is being communicated between the only two non-disease parties. Just yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We're so deciding. you can sort of in parallel do this and do your short rest. Okay. And have this all done in let's call it a half hour. Okay. Great. All right. So I'm gonna like look at Jarrell and then look at the rest of these guys. Like I think we need to make some moves. We've disrupted this ritual thing. Where, you know, it's the three out of seven. I mean, it's 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 something. But we need to we need to get to the center of this. Did we decide it was seven? How many do? Because yeah, that, that, that plays a factor too. We knew it was a seven-pointed start, but we knew, but like a septogram. I felt very confident that by just cutting it off at the source, right, it's right. gonna just, it's gonna end everything. So we cut four, but we can assume, How right, Phoenix? We can assume that this thing could power seven. So it, it's probably a pretty big fight we're about to get into. Yes. Wait, is it a heptagram? Hepta. Hepta. Yeah. Yes. Heptagram. It's very hep. <laughs> yeah, I just, I just, I don't want to wait. I, I, I feel like we, the longer we spend here, and the weaker we get, the harder it's going to be in the center. So we're just marching off towards the gazebo. Yes. <clears throat> Creepy gazebo. Well, let's head towards that part of the park. If, okay. if I recall correctly, that was towards the center of the. Uh, it looked like it was the middle of what our diagram city? would be. Or this, like this exclusion zone, I should say. Yeah. So. Because you only need three points of the triangle to make the center, I suppose. If it's seven. Yes. So let's just head there and see where we get. And see like see if like is like let's just see if like stuff intersects. Oh actually you know what? If I recall correctly, when we disrupt these things, the the those those beams start pointing out. Yeah. 
And from City Hall, where do the ones from City Hall go? The ones from City Hall. It doesn't right. take us stopping it to make the beam shoot either. They just do. No, they always but it, do. we can clearly see it now because yeah. we're like... No. One of them was already red. Right. And the other one goes directly to the west. Okay, so di- like to the center of the park. No, across the bottom of the park. Uh, oh, I see. I got it. I got it. Okay. Yeah, it's definitely the park. Okay, let's go. It's definitely the park. <clears throat> Before we go into the park, I cast Mage Armor on myself. More casts mirror image. Right. Somewhere. Yeah. (laughs) He knows. People with prudent actions to take before a battle take prudent actions before a battle. Okay. More at 11. Okay. Why don't we, Um, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to have Jarrell right at the front of the pack, I mm -hmm. think. I forget when exactly I first cast mage armor on myself, but it only has an eight-hour duration. An eight-hour duration. Oh, then you're we, fine. Yeah, we haven't been only, fine you we've are, only been here an hour and a half. You are mage okay. armored. So. All right. So everyone's rested, raring, and ready to Dip go. Bit rough. Yes. Yeah, I want, yeah okay. I, said, I want Drell at the front of the pack. I want, uh, and I don't know who wants to be, uh, who else wants to be anywhere else, but um, I just, we need to, we yeah. need Jarrell marching up front. Jarrell is, mar- is marching in the front like uh, a bull. Um, uh, is Jarrell's sword of justice still glowing? Um... Yes, I imagine in this part, just in the exclusion zone in general, it's probably glowing like nobody's All the business. fucking time, yeah. <laughs> I've never like, had a time where it's not glowing, but we're always around undead, so I can't tell yeah. what the deal is with this thing. <laughs> it's, I mean, there's undead, and it's just pure I mean, that's the only time you're really looking at it, you know what I mean? Right. Like, really paying attention to it, so. Right. Um, actually, can I can I either just walk alongside Jarrell or ride on your shoulders? Oh, yeah, sure. Because I figured, since I'm kind of like turning away undead for me, if I can focus yeah. more on Jarrell, who's much harder to defeat than anyone else here, he's also still under the benefit of my death ward. Yeah. Right. Uh, I, do- I want to try to help deflect any attention to him whenever possible so that these guys can, like, kind of set up their things. While yeah. you're hopping on to uh, Jarrell's shoulder, he's going to say, Why don't you send Slim up and look ahead like you always do? Oh, definitely. Okay. Because that way you don't even have to pay attention while you're riding on and my how, shoulders. And how tall is Jarrell? 6'2". Great. So I'm going to send uh, Slim uh, 106 <laughs> feet up in the air. Okay. <laughs> From the ground. Yeah. yeah. From the ground. Right. So he has a good bird's eye view of she. things. She. Thank you. Has <laughs> a good bird's eye view of things going on. Yes. 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 And I'm actually, like, since Jarrell is controlling movement right now, I'm just going to be looking through Slim's eyes. All right. Mm. And kind of just survey our surroundings and any maybe potential cross streets or anything like that on our way to the park so that I know that our route is still clear. Yeah. Um, there are a few scattered um, residents of the area. They're all pretty worse for wear right now mm-hmm. with things falling off. One thing you do notice is that the sort of justice glows just a little bit brighter when they are near. When the people are near? Yes. Oh, okay. Good to know. Interesting. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. So that is going on. That's a thing. I don't know what it tells you, but that's a thing. It tells us something. Yeah. Now, uh, as you get towards the park, once you get into the grassy area of the park proper, you'll notice that there aren't any people. 
and okay. there aren't any animals. And that there was typical. No birds, there's nothing. Of the other locations. Yeah, I yeah. remember he mentioned that too when we first walked by right. the park. It was like dead fucking quiet over here. So compared to walking through the streets, once we hit an area where these things are, it seems to get very eerie. Okay, crazy theory here. Seeing as how we've seen a lot of, you know, things um, that are kind of patchwork put together from body parts. Yes, everything's been pretty gross. I think that, and correct me if, you know, I mean, I guess we'll, fi- we'll, f- we'll find out soon, but my theory is that this dude is literally collecting the parts that have fallen off of people and assembling them into those monsters. And so everything around here is probably part of one, some fucking thing over there. Are you just trying to make me sad? I am trying to be <laughs> realistic. I realize that me murdering undead is me murdering undead. Could I just stick with that, Felix? That, well, that's an eerie theory. Well, I mean, I just... I, <laughs> uh, Felix is stunned. <laughs> I don't want to think about that. we got to take care of this. Let's go. All right, so the party progresses towards the center of the park and the somewhat creepy gazebo in the middle of the park. <laughs> okay, from a safe distance... What is a safe distance? From 100 feet away from the gazebo. From 100 feet is away there a from tree the line? Is there a tree line or a house? It's pretty well, open, um, I think, that we can... Yeah, it is very open around here. There are a few scattered trees, but none that are really obstructing the view toward How the gazebo. How far is the gazebo from the tree line? From the tree line? Maybe... Jeez. Um, from where there is a tree line, still 300 feet. Okay. Okay, but the gazebo is still very much on the eastern side of the park, correct? Uh, it is pretty dead center of the park. Is there anything in the gazebo? As we, well, as, as you start getting closer. Because <laughs> like, I feel like we'd know well before 100 feet from this gazebo. Yeah, I, I, was, just, I was just trying to see if we could actually like physically see it from a safe distance before we just marched yes, through com- the field com- at it. Completely agree. I just, yeah. No, we cannot. There appears to be <laughs> a small person. A small in- person? Yeah, whether it's a halfling, a uh, gnome, or even a maybe a very young human, you can't you can't tell from here, but they appear to be wearing robes and a pointy hat, like Mickey Mouse. I mean, I guess <laughs> you, no, there's no part of Mickey Mouse's hat that is pointy. Yes, it is. Apprentice, right? Oh, all right. Here I'm thinking, you know. No, not the mouse ears. The, We're yeah. talking about the Sorcerer's yeah. Apprentice. Yeah. yeah. I wish I'd have picked up on that. This is a really <laughs> good one, too. I just kind of sucked there for a second. It's all right. <laughs> I forgive you. Yeah. <laughs> I forgive you. Um, a little less Sorcerer's Apprentice, more miniature Pope. <laughs> Got your Pope hat. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Does he have those red slippers on? <laughs> um, he is wearing... Um. Mostly, mostly white with, um, it looks like maybe some pale green in the vestments. Okay. Um, out of curiosity, is there anything else around the gazebo besides just the gazebo? No. Uh, Jarrell will walk uh, within 60 feet of the gazebo and use divine sense. Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. Let's start with a (laughs) hundred. Sure. You're gonna, you're gonna make a slim go ahead of... 
Terrell? And what's the difference? 100 feet is like almost it's 40 nothing. feet difference. That's a 40 foot difference. <laughs> they did the math. It's just, it's like the difference between a 10 foot pole and an 11 foot pole. Sometimes you need the extra foot. Okay. <laughs> so I was, I was, I was just thinking visually. As, as Jarrell starts, you can clearly see Jarrell just marching towards this thing. Uh, Felix, I guess, is going to try to send Slim ahead of me, right? Yes, because that's what I'm. That's, that's that's my eyes right now, and I want to see what's what's what who what. Like, I need to see what's happening in there. Yes, it definitely. As you get closer, it appears to be a um, a small person of some sort. Uh-huh. You can't tell because they're completely covered head to toe in this garb. What are they looking at? What's in the, what's in the room yeah. with them? I'm more I'm more actually interested in the actions that they're performing inside said gazebo. Yeah. There appears to be some sort of altar in the middle of the room. It's always like an altar. Like right in the middle. It's always an altar. Yeah. There were some benches. It looks like they've been discarded off to the side. Okay. Just to have room for this thing, this like altar, like a stone slab, kind of a squiggly knife, you know, a few other things, uh, yeah. burning candles, you know, various altar-y implements. Hmm. All right. Now does... Now, Slim can see Jarrell walking up. Yes. Does Felix then get off Jarrell? No. Okay. <laughs> Just want to make that clear because I'm still going up the 60 feet I and know. using divine. That's okay. Okay. Um, where is the rest of the party? Uh, Pregnard is following these guys. Yeah. Very yeah. closely. And how about? Um, how so about is you, Hedrick? Murph and Hedrick? Are you moving up? to 60 yeah. feet from the gazebo with Jarrell, Felix, and uh, Pregnart? Yes, but I'm clearly standing behind them. It's like 70 feet? <laughs> like 65. Okay. I'm sticking with Murph after the last battle. Being up front kind of shook me, so I'm happy to have company, and I just stick by Go him, behind so. Murph? I guess. I might as well. <laughs> I got the coconuts, but we're not traveling fast. I'm just like, just like playing a little ditty <laughs> with them. <laughs> a slow game, yeah. yeah. All right, so at about sixty feet, and you're going to divine sense. Yeah. What does divine sense uh, accomplish exactly? I can sense celestials, fiends, undead, consecrated, and desecrated. I know the type location if it's not behind total cover. Okay, so shit's super desecrated. Okay, mm-hmm. makes sense. Like. Yeah, I would be. I would be like really desecrated. Yeah. Um, Jarrell just puffs up his chest and says, to, "Up to Felix, I think this is it." Um, so I can't hear you. I don't think. I mean, I guess Slim is close enough that I can hear him say it to me through Shady. Can I Slim hear so. sixty feet away from her? Probably, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So you right. hear me tell Felix through Shady back to Felix. I'm wondering just how that would sound inside one's own head. Um, <laughs> muffled. Far away. Yeah. <laughs> so this uh, person in the Pope's garb uh, appears to be skipping around the outside of uh, around the outside of the altar. Does he have hooves? No, but he is the singing indistinctly. He is singing. But sounds like a child. Uh, Creepy. What? As as they make it around, instead of a face, you just see a uh, blank mask, like over the face. What color is the mask? The mask is white, okay. and it has one eye missing, the left eye. 
like like it's covered? scratched off. Oh, it's scratched off. Okay. Um, now, Jarrell would like to do an insight check if this is a child or what type of creature this is. What can I u- What can I do to check what type of creature? Maybe this is? Well, well, you would also know since uh, your is, is this particular your, your detect uh, spell that detected if it was undead, correct? Fiend undead. Yeah. So it is undead and things are super desperate. Oh, then we're cool. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He to make um, sure he's not cutting down some human kid who's been right, yeah. right. exactly that's good. that's good even in the back of the pack can I see this figure this masked figure yeah okay yeah I would it's like just to, very small from where you are I'd like to use my fool's insight I want to detect this thing's thoughts and I just get the surface thoughts right now and then they can make a wisdom throw if I want to delve deeper okay so do you make a check or you just hear their surface thoughts? Until the spell ends, you can focus your mind on any creature you can see. Um, is he within 60? Yeah, we are now. Uh, yes. Okay. If you are with the party, you are at 60 feet. Okay. I'm going to have to use a charge of my amplification to kind of like play something here so I can get it to 60. Okay. Um, and I initially learned the surface thoughts of the creature, which is... Uh, on its mind in that moment. As an action, you can shift your attention to another creature's thoughts. Uh, If you probe deeper, the target must make a wisdom saving throw. Are you probing deeper? Well, what are the... Let's let's hear the... Johnny Deeper. Converting an army, an army of undead. Converting (laughs) an army for Lord Vecna. (laughs) Okay. I definitely want to probe deeper then. <laughs> um, you need I'm to get more say, than that. Whoa. Like that doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to. You had me a probe. <laughs> I want to know how this thing is working. If it has knowledge of the system that we've been at, I want to make sure that we're going to be able to nip this thing in the bud. Oh, there's there's no surprises waiting for us because I'm sure okay. there's surprises. Sure now there's is surprises, this where but... they make the wisdom saving throw? Then yeah. Okay. Twenty-three. I was gonna say mm. it was a bad decision, but okay, I don't meta. That's fine. <laughs> uh, so I don't, I don't get to read any deeper than yeah. Raise but now it knows you're here. But I was gonna say <laughs> <laughs> you, you, tipped, you tipped our hand, unfortunately. Yeah. Really? Yeah. And the singing stops abruptly. That's okay. Yeah. <laughs> Is it now thinking murder, murder, murder? By any chance? Do we know how many murder bots it has? Murder bots. <laughs> <laughs> Krieger bots. Assemble. <laughs> All right. Oh, God. Uh, now, Jarrell does not know that Hedrick was doing this tele- te- telepathically. No. Mm-hmm. So I can't even respond to that. No. <laughs> I know. I was thinking the same thing, and I was like, that would be not Does out. it stop skipping when it stops? Does it stop skipping? Mentally singing. Yes. Oh. Uh, Jarrell would like to do a perception check. Yeah. If he notices it stops skipping. Yeah. I, I mean. 14. Oh, good. Did you I perceive it? that it's looking right at you. Why do you keep doing perception checks when you don't have a very good. Because like you're it's always Jarrell. You're always it's trying it's to the perceive. part of Jarrell that will fail. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, I'm just going to offer a 
maybe a helpful suggestion so that you don't don't roll if I don't have to roll. Please <laughs> stop. So Jarrell is because going... all you're doing is just like adding even more chances for us to completely bone this thing. Bone it, Jarrell. See what you did there. You're an impulsive dickhead. Here's your uh, inspiration. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> that's also why I do it. <laughs> um, so Jarrell is going to, uh, again, look at Felix and say, if you want off, now's the time. And he's going to charge the thing and say, you will not succeed. And no, I'm, I'm staying on him. The sword of justice is just like already on fire. Mm-hmm. Thrust in front of me. I move 30 feet forward. I follow. Do we want to? <laughs> I have it. a plethora of options. See, I was me. I was hoping that we could just like I, even if I'm not stealthy, that we could try to move past the sixty oh. feet before. You know what? We're going to begin at the beginning and have everyone roll advan uh, or roll eh, initiative into this. All right. Now, but Felix is still technically on Jarl, so yes. All right. So. Slim. Slim is definitely going to uh, assist Jarrell immediately. (laughs) And then I guess Felix is right after Slim here. So I'm going to give our um, creepy undead small person thing. Yeah. Uh, the con hex. I don't know if it actually has any that makes a save. Yeah, it's just, it literally just like, I just, I just hex it. The hex is there. So that was a bonus action. And then as my action, okay, uh, re- remind me, Dave. Yeah. Did we say that I can, as if a spell is a bonus action, I can cast another spell as an action, if it's an action that casts it. Um, yes, I'm, yeah, yeah, you can do that. I know it's definitely a leveled spell and a cantrip, but I believe you could do two leveled spells, too. Okay, because that's what I was checking. Yeah. Because uh, I want to place a sickening radiance in the dead center of the gazebo. Okay. So that the whole gazebo is uh, covered in a pale green light. Pale green green light. light. Green light. Pale green light. And, <laughs> and then I now want this thing to um, make a constitution safe. Okay. <laughs> Against the conhex. <laughs> Three plus nine is... Not a 11. 19? Yeah, no. Okay. <laughs> it suffers one level of exhaustion and... Right. Ten? No. Yeah, yeah, ten radiant damage. And then it'll make the save again at the start of its turn, which is about to happen right now. Okay. Well, at the end of your turn, we're going to take a legendary action. Uh Uh-oh. Okay. Uh, Let's see. When the DM remembers the legendary action. Doesn't it feel good? (laughs) Doesn't it feel good being over here now, though? Uh Uh-huh. We'll start with Necromancer's Bolts. Is this an attack or a spell? This is a spell. Okay. Can you make a wisdom save to see if it actually attacks me? Because it's undead. What well, is God it? damn it, Felix. <laughs> <laughs> a wisdom save? Mm-hmm. Okay. I'll make a straight up wisdom save. 
all day every day, because it even with a die on the six, it's a seventeen. Okay. So uh, it totally gets to attack me. Um, right. So it's also immune to that now for the next twenty four hours. So oh. That's <laughs> that's cool. Uh, okay. All right. So. Um, it's, can Jarrell as a reaction block if there's a, a spell cast? Actually, oh so, nope, can't do that. It's sixty feet out, so he can't do the necromancer's bolts. Oh, never mind. That's oh, it, it can't. Wait, what? Locked out on that one. Thirty feet. We, range. Well, to be fair, range. we yeah. moved up thirty feet. You and I. Not before we. Oh, yeah, sure. You said you moved. I up, wanted right? to as I long as we this could. All and I said took place I with everybody at sixty. Yeah, feet we're still at sixty. Oh, if, okay. If we count what I said yeah. prior to he rolling initiative, up. which was yeah, you and I'm, I, you and I are are like thirty feet, just outside of the cathedral. no, because Hed, uh, Hedrick did his thing. That's why. Yeah, because I was about to move thirty right. feet up, and then then Hedrick did his. Thing. <laughs> so we're at sixty. We're at sixty. Yeah, we're at sixty right. feet. I just want to make sure right. we're clear on that. Okay. What's the radius of the gazebo, by the way? The gazebo itself is a is a uh, actually ten foot radius, so a twenty foot diameter. Okay, so it's it's so the the, the sickening radiance is covering like the gazebo, the, more the than interior more, of the gazebo, all of the gazebo. Mm-hmm. It's a thirty foot radius. Yeah. Oh, thirty foot all, radius. All, all of the gazebo and then some. Yeah. Where did yeah. you okay. place that? At the center of the gazebo. So. So if this thing <laughs> tries to run away, yeah. it's still running through the shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And we can be- just yeah, but just stand outside of the shit or or find a way to pull it towards you, like the Jar- shit. Jarrell just can't hit it yet. But the shit works. Uh-huh. You can throw javelins. Sure. Oh yeah, that's true. They still get radiant damage. Aha! Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. There we go. He okay. is going to cast Finger of Death. Oh, that doesn't oh, sound great. We've had we've had this one before. Well, finger of you know what the finger of death is? It's <laughs> it's not the first time I've been fingered to death. <laughs> you know what? For that pun, it's coming at you. <laughs> I mean, he was already targeting me because I had yeah. to make he had to make the save. Yeah, he did. So, so finger I'm of cons- death. I'm concerned where that's happening or why that's happening. Episode 100, yeah. baby. With a range of 60 feet. <laughs> right, right. So we know it's kosher. <laughs> You send negative energy coursing through a creature that you can see within range, causing it searing pain. Uh-huh. The target must make a constitution saving throw. I can do that. Plus with, three. Because I got also play yeah, yeah, that's well, that's gonna go a long way there, buddy. Yes. Okay, that's gonna be a modified twenty. Okay. Your con save is a zero? It's plus one. If you get four. It's just I don't have proficiency in con saves, so it's just I have plus one to constitution. So that's but you it. add plus three from Jarrell being oh, you're on Jarrell's shoulder. Sorry, twenty one. Yeah. So it's right. a twenty one that does pass. You did not it's get good, fingered to death. To <laughs> does anything happen, or am I just tickled now? Um, half on a successful save of seventy eight plus thirty. Oh my! Seventy eight plus thirty. Yeah. Okay. Oh my god. Can so can I can I cast counterspell? I'm going to cast counterspell. Is it a spell? It's it a, is I a mean, spell. We've, we've also like I mean, okay. It is a reaction. I feel like I've already saved against this thing though. Yeah, I don't know. It doesn't really say in my rules yeah, like whether or not that can happen. In the future, is this a spell that he's casting? Yes, it is a spell. Okay. Mm-hmm. 
So we've already, this has already happened at this point. Right. But Remember it for next time. Maybe next time. Yeah. Well, it says interrupt a creature in the process of casting a spell. So he's already but cast. But it's already resolved because okay. I've already rolled the okay. save. Yeah. Right. yeah. So it's, um, so it's, uh, let's see, 78, uh, hold it 30 plus another 30. So it's 60, it halves to 30. Okay. Necro- <sighs> necrotic damage. It's necrotic damage. There's no holes in my suit yet. Yeah. So that's Slim and Felix, and now we get to the boss's turn. Yep. And uh, let's see, what do we want to do here? Shoot Felix again? Yeah. No, don't do that. Well, <laughs> yeah, first thing he's going to do is he is going to fly because he has a 30 feet hover speed, gliding above the ground out of the gazebo 30 feet to just barely doesn't, get out of Doesn't he the still However, start? However, he did start his turn in there, so let's yes. go ahead and roll the save before he does right. that. That is a con save, correct? Yes. Please. At disadvantage. Yes. At disadvantage. Yep. Con save, con hex. Yeah, let's see. The eight is going to be the low plus uh, nine. It's not 19. Seven. Yep, not 19. Another point of exhaustion, please. All right. Two points of exhaustion. Movement speed, speed is, is halved. halved. It's a 30-foot radius. Please tell me sphere. Please tell me sphere. Because he'll still be in it. <laughs> it's a 30-foot sphere! Yeah! <laughs> you caught him in it. <laughs> I've never seen a gnome so excited. And, and then 14 actually, more I think, damage? I think I'm still polymorphed into a Magogol, actually. I you haven't changed are. back to a yeah, gnome you probably yet. Are. Yeah. <laughs> and then 14 radiant damage? It, it, I, just, I didn't even look at the damage. I was too excited about the fact that it failed. Uh, yeah, 14 radiant damage. And it's still in there. It's still in the shit, but now it's it's hovering 15 feet. At the top of it. It's halfway, oh yeah. At the 30, top. 30 foot radius, so it's still 15 feet yeah. from the top. Okay. Okay, I feel, feel oh, right about that. Oh, wait a second. Oh no. Legendary resistance. Yeah, fuck! Yeah, there it is. We're just gonna choose to succeed on that one. Oh, of course he is. So no radiant damage. So that's yeah. a legendary action. No stopping. It. No, it's a legendary resistance. It's just another ability. You just pick that you succeed sometimes. But you already rolled the save, Dave. Yeah, and uh, then I failed the save. I decided I could pass it. It's... <laughs> Which is exactly how that yeah, works. That's how it's written. If the <laughs> right. thought of Vecna fails a saving throw, it can choose to succeed instead. So you had to fail the throw first to choose to succeed. All right. So that hurts. That one really hurts. Now I really wish I had used that against you guys on the fucking dragon. Mm-hmm. Holy yeah. monster, my fucking... Because you let Paradil and ass. Zero murder a dragon in one turn. Yeah. I didn't even get to hit it. You didn't? No, because I would have had max damage on all my rolls. Oh, my God. I didn't get to hit it. <laughs> I'm still mad because I wanted to know what my max plus would be compared to Zero, but Zero killed it. A fucking dragon before I got to hit it. All right. <laughs> just ran full speed in <laughs> to race to kill this thing, basically. Well, we made it death first. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. All right, so no radiant damage. So, you yes. Bastard. Anakin still move 30 feet. Anakin still move yeah. 30 feet. So it's going to fly 30 feet. Straight up. Pretty much a hover, so above ground level to get out of the cloud and stay maybe two feet above the ground. Oh, okay. so it's just towards us now. Yeah, so because it wasn't dead center of it. It would have been, you know, on the side closest to you. We need some fucking wind over here. Right. 
So he's literally just hovering. So he yeah. is he 30 feet away from us in the um, air? He is now 30 feet away from you guys, yes. He's hovering about, shortly yeah. after. So his head is at about your head height. Oh, that's not encouraging. Oh, okay. He's not even floating that high. No. No. No, no like, just a hover. Like, what, what, how do you say that, Superman, but next to Mr. Miguel? Le- yeah. <laughs> just levitating, essentially, yeah. right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mr. Mr. Pistol. I can't. I don't know how the fuck you say that name. You know the guy I'm talking oh, about. I know who you're the about. little tiny yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah, if you yeah. say his name correctly, he disappears. But I can't do it. Yeah. So he just. Kills it's, it's, all con- it's all. It's all. It's like right? Yeah. 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 All right. So good. He is going to do necromancer's bolt at. Uh, let's say we're going to go Jarrell and Felix because you guys are right up front and center. Okay. Uh huh. And let's see who else did I'm... something to us. Nobody yet. So let's see. Uh, Hedrick, you're gonna get the other one. Each must make a DC 19 constitution saving. Throw. I'm going to cast Counterspell first. Okay. Um, what level spell is it? Uh, it is an action, so it's not really a spell. So I thought you said it was a spell. Like, I think it acts like a spell, but it says it's under actions on this. So that means it's not a spell. It means you, just, oh. you can do yeah. this at fucking The others. Okay. So, um, like, Finger of Death, that was a spell. Okay. <sighs> Never mind. I can't. I can't DC 19, you said? DC 19, Constitution Saving Throw. We all get plus three from Jarrell. Yes, you do. In addition to whatever else. Uh, nope. 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 Those who fail take 23 necrotic damage. Okay. And those who pass take no damage. Yay! Ooh. Ouch. Fuck it. Yeah. So Felix takes damage. Yeah. <laughs> Still necrotic damage, though. I've not resisted the necrotic damage. But he hasn't gotten through your suit yet. That's true. Nothing's yeah. gotten through your suit yet. That's true. Yeah. All right, and that will be his turn. All right, Hedrick, we're on to you. Uh, I am not happy for getting this thing's attention. So, sorry, fellas. I'm casting greater invisibility again. <laughs> he just disappears every time. He causes this. And then, what's <laughs> And I'm, I'm, I'm going to move uh, laterally um, away from the party. Is that how you say run away? <laughs> strafing. I'm getting, I'm getting a flanking position. He's uh-huh. strafing away. And Hedrick strafing. Uh, is running away. Okay. <laughs> but he's also going to start inspiring. Mm. And he wants to inspire Jarrell first. So okay. he's doing, my pal Jarrell, just kick this thing's ass. My pal Jarrell, I'm out of here. Just <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy. That's when I started, like, kind of just scamping. Incredible. So, wait, Jarrell has inspiration from Hedrick and help from Slim. Slim, do I. Bardic inspiration is a d10 you can add. Okay. You have advantage on the attack. Okay. So, if you roll the... both advantages terribly, you can add his right. to okay. the rest. The d10 lasts for 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. you'll have One that fight. anytime yeah. you want to add it. You can roll your 20. And then choose to add the 10 before he makes his decision. So that's ability yeah. check, saving throw, or attack roll. Gotcha. And that's going to be my turn. I am, I am sadly burning a slot and going invisible again. All right, Pregnart. What kind of, uh, what kind of objects are around? 
Um, there is a gazebo. There are uh, two or three, <laughs> two or three scattered trees. There are the benches that were in the gazebo. They're discarded to the sides of the gazebo. There's also the altar in the center. Is the altar taking any damage from this sickening radiance? The altar is an inanimate object. Just, just checking. Um, what does the altar look like? It's just like a um, block? Does it have yeah, legs or say, anything? Yes, it's a stone table with um, uh, four legs on the sides. It's maybe about mm, eight feet across and round, polished stone, and it's black. Hmm. Hmm. Um, is the gazebo a large object? Um, the gazebo would be a large structure. But is it an object? <laughs> yeah. I don't What's know why I'm answering context? that. And is the gazebo like firmly, does it appear to be like firmly just attached to the ground? Yes, very much so. Like there's there's struts and like yeah. it's bolted this down to the ground. This is constructed and might ha- it might be on like some sort of concrete slab. Do you know where I'm going? Okay. Um. All right. You can't just stop this train of thought now. You have to see it through to the end because you're never gonna know the answer to this question until you ask it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So here's what's gonna happen. Make it happen. <laughs> Make it happen. Make it happen. All right. Uh, p- uh, Pregnart is going to cast Animate Object on the gazebo. <laughs> okay, I'm going to need to hear the exact text of uh, Animate Object. Because this this sounds like a big ask. Dead by dawn. It sounds like if Zach didn't do it, Dave was going to do it. So he just had to beat him to the punch. Uh, Are objects we come about to, to have a dread gazebo? <laughs> <laughs> objects come to life at your command. Choose up to ten not... not non-magical objects within range that are not being worn or carried. Uh, large targets count as four objects. So I could command you know, and, and still the and tables half. too. Right. right. <laughs> everything inside of yeah. it. <laughs> so, yeah. So I'm going to cast animate objects on as much of the contents of the gazebo as possible. Including the altar. You know what? I will give you the contents of the gazebo. I, I will not the gazebo give you itself? the gazebo itself. Okay. I have to draw a line somewhere. All right. But what if he used all 10 points on the gazebo? Right, if he only had the gazebo. Come on, Dave. <laughs> Come on. You, you said it was a large structure. And yeah. Well, <laughs> if, if Pregnard animate... is focusing on the structure and realizes he can't quite get it, he drops the rest of the stuff and tries to focus on the gazebo, right? Yeah. You know what? We have a dread gazebo. It is now trying to chomp at the trees. <laughs> Awesome. It has no direction of its own, but it seems to be very ornery. So we have an animated gazebo, an controlled, animated gazebo. controlled by Pregnart. Yes. Um, it's bouncing and hopping around. The altar has been overturned. You do not know to what effect. It's bouncing and hopping around, like, like on the grass, like those chompy teeth. Okay, right. but wait, okay. where are the teeth coming from? From the floor of the I'm gazebo? I'm picturing it being yes, evil like dead. One of the entrances to the gazebo is now acting as some sort of ad hoc mouth. Like yeah. the evil dead, like when the yes. giant tree turns yes. into, yeah. Yes. Um, <laughs> and as a bonus action, I'm going to command it to try to dislodge itself from the ground completely. 
Okay. Uh, do you have to make a check to get this command to go through? Um, is it a willing creature? Well, no, it's just he. An- no. It's 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 an object he just animated. Right. Yes. <laughs> you can just command it. That's what it says. Within, oh. So the range of the spell is 120 feet, and then after that I can control it as long as it's within 500 feet of me. Okay, yes, you can get it to dislodge itself from the ground. It's going to take this entire turn. And now you have a gazebo. <laughs> also, it's in the sickening radiance. Not only do I have a gazebo, but since it doesn't have any legs or other appendages it can use for locomotion, it has a flying speed of 30. <laughs> If I knew that before I approved it, I wouldn't have. But I have to allow it. (laughs) We have a flying, chomping gazebo. Oh, it hurts. (laughs) Oh my god. I never never thought we'd get here, but we did. Dear God, what have I done? <laughs> so, so it's all your fault, Dave. So, but you magic, Fran. You you brought up an interesting point too, though. Wouldn't it have to because it's now been animated? It has to make a make save. a Constitution what saving is, throw. What is the HP of a, a flying gazebo? What's the Constitution <laughs> of a flying gazebo? Yeah, I, I know. Gazebo. I have it. I have the HP. I have the HP and I have the AC. Okay. Of a gazebo? Mm-hmm. Do you have the it's Constitution? Jack? <laughs> uh, yes. You do. So roll a constitution well, have, save for the gazebo on. to get out of the... Hang on, hang on. An animated object is construct with AC, hit points, attacks. Uh, what would be the save? It's just a constitution. It's a con save. Whatever its con modifier is. Does it give you a stat block? It, do, it gives me the stat for constitution, but... Okay. What is then it? you just roll the modifier on constitution. Okay, what That's is the is. modifier? Hang on. What's the, What's the score for Constitution? Ten. Ten? So then it's a plus zero. zero. Yeah. Okay. Because <laughs> it's a gazebo. <laughs> right. Holy <laughs> shit. I figured that's what it would be. So, yeah, I guess it would have to make the save first before flying into the air. Okay. Right, Dave? Yeah. I. <laughs> so it has to make a save. Uh-huh. Dave didn't make prepare the save for, for it. It has a Constitution of ten. Okay. So it's a two on the die. So it's going it to take... fails its constitution. Why are you, why are you rolling? Uh, because save. I'm the world. Oh. <laughs> and he's mad at you right now. <laughs> it's, it's my creature. <laughs> but it's, it's, what's its HP? It, what's the HP? <laughs> the HP? Uh-huh. Yeah. 50. Okay, it takes 14 radiant damage. Okay. So now your gazebo has been damaged. And it's it has one level of exhaustion. If that affects the gazebo. <laughs> Flying speed. Well, no, 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 it's just disadvantage and ability checks. But can it move, only move half? You know it what? can still move. You, you know what? It is a creature under his control. I should retcon it to you uh, rolling that check, though. Okay. That, uh, save, yeah. That's it very nice creature. of you, Dave. Thank you, Dave. Go for it. Go for it. <laughs> You've been on, plenty on generous. second thought. Oh! oh! <laughs> that on second thought, I am sure, okay. will be famous last words. Dave, many, many blessings <laughs> to our beloved DM. <laughs> <laughs> For he taketh and he giveth. <laughs> For our listeners at home, but that was a... He, he just took it hard. Oh, well, I mean, he so giveth. it takes no day to take leave. Very well. For our listeners at home, I rolled a nat 20. Yeah, you did. Mm. Those were excited creatures. <laughs> I feel like we've done this enough times during nat 20s where... I think people where... may recognize now. It's just the timing. That was uh, the nat he... 20 scream, yeah. but... 
for those you know who maybe lack social cue or have, interpretation or have randomly skills. decided to join us on this episode right, right. we now <laughs> have a flying gazebo freed from the ground with no damage in. outside of the thickening radius 30 feet in the air <laughs> and no surprise pregnard is the culprit. <laughs> oh, Wait, if, 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 if it can Wiggle move fingers. the full 30 feet, can the gazebo hit him? Um, <laughs> Can you hit him with the gazebo? Yes, I suppose you no, I can. I can have a full attack with the gazebo. Yes. It has, what is the gazebo <laughs> attack for? It's like a slam, How right? did we get here? Um, it would be... You allowed what kind of damage take. is this? What is it yeah, it's a, it makes a slam attack. Uh, and bludgeoning de- damage determined by its size. By which its size. Large. Yeah. Which is large. Which so, is large. So I guess, Dave, you determine what uh, what kind of damage would a dread gazebo do if it no. was slamming down on top of it. It does 2d10 plus 2. Oh, <laughs> there you go. It's right, right there. Roll that beautiful bean damage. Well, you have to hit, you have to hit first. There's an oh, attack yeah. roll. Yeah, yeah, make your attack roll. God, that's a an eight. That will not do the job. The gazebo misses him. <laughs> but I mean, to be fair, Rah. now it's engaged with a dread gazebo, so that's something. Right. There you go. Yeah. Okay, so you miss with the dread gazebo, but <laughs> it, it, this is a thing that is happening because we just need to make every encounter more ridiculous than the one previous. We, we had, a flying yeah. chopping gazebo. <laughs> yeah. It's less... Uh, it's um, contents, I imagine, are rattling. Oh yeah, they are now. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, if the they're altar. not just falling right out the side, <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. The altar is just like flailing around, flailing in the around center. Yeah. yeah, hitting the side rails. <laughs> yeah, less Bob Vila, more old Yankee workshop. I think from now on, <laughs> if Pregnart makes it out of this, I feel like it's canon that in the kitchen he has, you know, again, calling back to Sorcerer's Apprentice, yes. he has little, you know. Matchsticks match and little pots and pans, yeah, kind of cooking him out. for him. Yeah. Yeah. What a practical! What a what? This is more than a practical use for this spell. Oh, this oh yeah. Is, uh, yeah. Practical magic. It's fantastic. Oh, Nicole Kidman. Yeah. Yeah. And Sandra Bullock. Oh yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> Sisters who disagree about their magic. Right. Oh, mm. Don't get me started. All right. Problematic. <laughs> so we've hit the end of Pregnart's turn. Uh-huh. Uh, let's see what can we get out of Murph. Okay. I forgot it. I have a turn. So, I'm going to cast Gusts of Wind. So he takes the seed out of his his bag. Um, Blow me! <laughs> throws the seed, and a gust of wind comes from his hand. Sorry. Yeah, what he said. I like that one. So ridiculous. I'm going to say that every time you cast the spell. Yeah, mm-hmm. he is. He has to part of the spell. Uh, You've written it down right next to the spell, like what the it, word is. Gust of wind, blow me. <laughs> yeah. I, I shall command. not forget this. Alright. So what's uh, the uh, So he must make that? a strength saving throw. Okay. Or be pushed 15 feet. So at least it's closer to the uh, ship. It's a 17. That succeeds. Alright. So he is not pushed. Is not pushed. But we'll make the save on its turn. But he does still have to make the save every turn, and his uh, his movement is halved. Until he gets out of that, <coughs> correct? Uh, yes. Yeah, the right. cone or whatever. See, so he would just have to strafe, maybe. It's a line, but yeah. <laughs> but he does have to make it at the start of his turn, at least. Yeah. Yes, can't do it till his turn. 
All right, Jarrell. All right, uh, Jarrell is just marching forward now that it's only 30 feet and at head level in front of him. Uh, Felix is still on his back. <laughs> yep. the, yeah, I haven't moved. The Sword of Justice keeps growing brighter and brighter as I'm going to use. Um, so the first attack is a 25 to hit. Will hit. Oh, yeah, baby. That's going to be a third level Divine Smite. And then I'm just going to do this first. Um, the second attack. I'm going to use my advantage. Wait, what did Oh, yeah, okay. Turn that in. Thank you. Um, I don't want to know if I know if I want to use Bard of Inspiration. Uh, Wait, 18. You used advantage with that? No, no, he, yeah, he can't advantage, advantage to get a little, yeah. yeah. But I thought he had help from some shape. That was for the first attack. This is the second attack. Gotcha. Yeah. Sorry. So does an 18 still hit? Yes, an 18 hits. All right, and that's also going to be a third level Divine Smite. Oh, Good. my <laughs> goodness. Good choice. Good choice. Might as well just roll all the damage at once. Right. Let's get this man all the dice. So total for those two attacks, Jarrell is doing 77 uh, slashing and radiant damage just combined. I lost Ooh. track. All right, 77. <laughs> 77 right. damage. Sword of Justice is just fucking right. It's like a super it lucky number, too. Right. So you got both sevens. Holy moly. Right, everybody make sure you get your dice back. So many dice. That was, that was a lot of things that happened. Yeah. All right. Is there anything else going on on your turn, Jarrell? Uh, no. Good. So he's going to, at the end of your turn, he's going to cast Harm at you. I'm going to cast Counterspell. Oh, Finally. Yeah. Fuck yeah, man. Okay. What, uh, what's the level of the spell? Sixth. Okay. I'm going to cast it at sixth level. So, so it just automatically so stops it. So it has to be it. a sixth level or lower. If it's higher than sixth level, it has to, he has to make a check. Right. If not, it just counters it. So I'm just going to use up my, my sixth level spell slot to stop that. Okay. And it is stopped. Boom. All right. Okay, and that takes us uh, to the end of the first uh, kind of run-through initiative. I think that's as good a place as any to call it. All right. So uh, that's where we're going to pause this one, and we'll pick it up uh, next week. Now, dearest audience, if you like us, we can be found on the internet. We are in such places as... Twitter at Hapless Heroes. We're also on Instagram at Hapless Heroes. We're on Reddit slash r slash Hapless Heroes Podcast. And we can also be found on Facebook. Look for Hapless Heroes Podcast. All of those things will have their own unique content, but they will also take you via pinned posts to the crown jewel of our internet presence, our Discord server, where you can interact with us on a daily basis on a variety of topics, be it our show, D&D in general, your handsome cats, any off-topic or uh, other gaming stuff. Yeah. It's a pretty great place. It's super cool. Now, if you really like us, though, you can leave us a five-star review on the podcast service of your choice, and we're on just about every podcast service worth mentioning. We're on Google Play uh, Podcasts. We're on Apple iTunes. We are on Stitcher, Podbean, and we are also on Spotify. Mm-hmm those places leave us a great review it'll help uh, us be more visible and get out there to more people like you who like listening to content like us but if you really really like us you could donate to our patreon page yeah uh, it's patreon.com slash hapless heroes we got a lot of fun rewards on there special discord roles and even like a little small hidden channel uh bloopers from the show behind the scenes audio just like off topic 
banter that uh, gets cut from like before we start recording. I just kind of start rolling the tapes when people start arriving. Uh, it's lots of fun stuff in there. Um, and uh, yeah, we appreciate all the donations we've received so far. You guys are amazing. We've even started giving that back to our community uh, of, of people who support this show too. Table, Tim and Tabletop Audio, we've been donating some of that money from Patreon to his Patreon because uh, he's just been making us so many of the ambiences and awesome sounds that we've been hearing lately. And I just like, it's not even a plug for him. Like he doesn't, like he doesn't know me. You know what I mean? We don't like. I'm just like. He's just. He just makes some really cool sounds. He do. Yeah. Yes. So check him out too. Tabletop audio. It's pretty cool. Check him out. And if you like us, right now you like us, Sally Field, and the whole deal. Develop a secret code system of glyphs and runes and geometric shapes and travel the world, uh, creating crop circles uh, that can later be pieced back into a review for our podcast, Hapless heroes or i guess try to commission the aliens that actually create those uh crop circles and uh have them help you yeah either one works really like either option is super cool you can do it yourself yeah you can you know dress up as a cow but if you're gonna outsource the work yeah take a rake out there take a a flattened board Mm -hmm. attached to ropes i've seen the videos Mm -hmm. but you have to do it dressed as a cow maybe i don't know get you love cows the cows are gr- the great. The cow is a hilarious animal. <laughs> it's mm. an endless source of very, very funny material. They're very sweet animals. They're delicious. Um, and when you dress up as them, <laughs> uh-huh. you have to do it as a duo and a two-person quadruped. Always a good cow. costume. Oh, yeah, is absolutely hilarious. It's the only way to really pull it off. No, I've I've seen someone just like the standing up cow with a big udder in the front. No, Those yeah. are pretty funny. Like if you have the little udders to play with. And might I add. Uh, if you've ever seen the movie Top Secret, <laughs> that cow costume wears boots. <laughs> or if you've ever uh, read a Far Side comic, right. pretty much all the cows stood on their hind legs and those things. Yeah, always. <laughs> I guess in that cow, cow costume, you can do it as that's, one. That's it's a one-man production, one-person production. No, it's always better with two. And I feel like if you're dressed as a cow making crop circles, you could bring a buddy. Yeah, mm-hmm. probably. Yeah. It'd be more fun that way. Yeah. One of you makes the front noises, the other one makes the back noises. It's a great time. Then you can both make the middle noises. <laughs> and that ends our productive content for this evening. So we're just going to go ahead and put this episode out of its misery by outroing our cast. Starting from my left, as Pregnart, we have Zach. I'm in a flying gazebo. <laughs> To his left, as Lord Jarrell the Light, we have John. Until next time. And I would also like to point out that we rushed my math. It was actually 91 damage. Not 77? No, because you had to add the plus 7 slashing for each slashing attack. Oh, right. All right, we will duly note it (laughs) and add it in for next time. Yeah. But to his left, as the fabulous Felix Fizzlebottom, we have Francesco. Uh, I have no words. (laughs) <laughs> and to his left is Murph Eastlaw. We have Mike. Not on my watch, Necromancer. And rounding out our party to his left is Hedrick the Entertainer. We have Phil. Damn it, Pregnart, you could have warned me you were going to do that. This suit is starting to chafe me. <laughs> and my name is Dave. I've been your host and Dungeon Master. And we'll see you next week to pick this combat up where we left it. Bye-bye now. Goodbye. Bye. Goodbye. 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 Oh, there are my pants. Mm. <laughs> Not again.